0: You're listening to The Shepherd's Voice, featuring the Roman Catholic Archbishop of Singapore, Archbishop William Goh. My dear brothers and sisters, today we celebrate the birthday of our Blessed Virgin Mary. In celebrating her birthday, we celebrate this feast in view of the fact that Mary was chosen to be the mother of the Saviour. And because of her role in the history of salvation, we also believe that she was pre by the saving grace of our Lord Jesus Christ to be free from original sin so that it would be appropriate that the future Messiah would not be tainted with original sin. My dear brothers and sisters, the choice of Mary to be the mother of a saviour, of course, was predestined by God for all eternity, which we have read already in the book of Genesis, in chapter 3, when God told the serpent that he will be crushed by a woman and her offspring. My dear brothers and sisters, when we speak of Mary's predestination to be the mother's savior, of course, it also implies that all of us are predestined in some ways to fulfill the divine plan of God. Each one of us is called to fulfill that role in salvation history. All of us, our callings would be different from one another, but certainly we are also predestined. And yet, this doctrine of predestination can cause a lot of confusion, arrogance, resentment, because very often the doctrine of predestination is reduced to the doctrine of determinism, that is to say that we have been determined by God to go to hell or to heaven, and therefore it smacks of fatalism because we cannot choose our destiny And that is why sometimes when we read the Gospel, people would ask questions, Is God unfair, therefore, in predestining Judas to betray our Lord Jesus Christ? My dear brothers and sisters, the doctrine of predestination has to be understood in perspective. In the letter of St. Paul to the Romans in chapter 8, he says, They are the ones he chose specially long ago and tended to become true images of his son so that he might be the elders of many brothers. So St. Paul too was speaking about our predestination to share in the glory, in the sonship of Jesus. And the question therefore is, how are we predestined? Calvin, he taught the doctrine of a double predestination. That is to say, we are either predestined for hell or for heaven. So there is nothing we can do about it. If this were the case, then people might ask, then what is the use of doing good? What is the use of living a good life? Because at the end of it, we have already been predestined to heaven or to hell. So there is no good, there is no need to do good. We can do evil so long as we are predestined for heaven. Yet, this doctrine of double predestination has a catch because we are not too sure whether we are predestined for hell or heaven. But how do you know you are predestined for heaven? When you live a good life. You are predestined for hell if you live an evil life. So, the point is, you better live a good life. And that shows that you are predestined to heaven. In the Catholic Church, we do not believe in the doctrine of double predestination. There is only one predestination. As St. Paul tells us in his letter to Romans, we are all predestined to For eternal life. No one is predestined to go to hell. But again, there is a catch here. In the sense that if you are predestined to go to heaven, there is a question of free will. Catholics tend to give more emphasis to our cooperation with God than Protestants generally do in terms of salvation. Because we know that the Protestants' emphasis is on salvation by grace alone. Nothing to do with the efforts of man. In other words, we cannot be saved by merits. The Catholic Church, however, following St. Thomas, believes that it is important that somehow, man must respond to the free gift of salvation. So God offers salvation, that is true. Everybody is called to eternal life, but it requires our cooperation with Him to receive that gift using our free will. And so, if we go to hell, it is because we reject the grace and the gift of God. Not that we can earn salvation, but rather, We need to receive the salvation. Salvation cannot be imposed on us because it's a free gift. You can reject the gift or you can accept the gift. And so in the case of Mary, when we celebrate his birthday, we want to honour her because Mary freely chose to do the will of God. When she was asked to be the mother, the saviour, she cooperated with the will of God. Sure, she was predestined to be the motherless saviour, but God took into account what she would have done. And so Mary, as a human person, had to respond to the will of God at every moment of her life. And certainly we know that doing God's will is not an easy thing. Already in today's Gospel, we would imagine that Mary, when she was asked to be the motherless the Savior, would have gone through a lot of turmoil, confusion, anxieties, fears, as to how to explain to Joseph that she was pregnant with the Messiah. And how would Joseph believe her and not only Joseph, but the family members, the relatives, the community. And so she certainly had to live in faith, hoping that God would show the way. She walked by faith, not by sight. She didn't know exactly how these would materialize and be unfolded eventually. It was something that she just surrendered herself in obedience to the will of God. And this requires courage, fortitude, and faith. We can certainly imagine that for Mary at a young age, what was the hate of her? Not just in getting Joseph to accept her, but the future of her own life of the Messiah. Certainly, when she brought Jesus to the temple and Simeon prophesied that the sword would pierce her heart and the son would be a contradiction for many nations, for the rise and fall of many, she would have anticipated that The days ahead would be difficult. But exactly how difficult it was, again, she did not clearly know. She knew it would be difficult. And so later on, we are told that when Jesus grew up and he went out for the ministry, he was rejected by many, including her own relatives. They thought he was mad. He was crazy. Not only rejected by her own relatives, but Jesus was also rejected by the people. And so Mary continued to stand by Jesus in all his trials, never coming to the limelight, always at the shadow, taking care of Jesus, supporting him. That was Mary. Mary. Mary had to go through all these trials in her life as a mother, feeling the pain for her son when he was misunderstood, when he was rejected. And most of all, we know that Mary shared Jesus' suffering right to the end at the cross. And Mary certainly forgave her enemies as Jesus forgave his enemies. That was how Mary cooperated with the plan of God and that's why the church honours her with the title of co-redemptrix because she was so closely united with the mission of Jesus she not only gave Jesus to us but she gave the whole person of Jesus and she was certainly a leading a figure in helping the early church to grow. Because at Pentecost, Mary was with the disciples, praying with them, supporting them, because the role of motherhood was given to her and to her at the foot of the cross. When Jesus said to Mary, Behold your son. The nameless disciple, which is John's, symbolizes all of us, And Mary, who is that woman, that mother, becomes our mother. And so today, let us honour her, let us ask her for the same grace to cooperate with the will of God, with the role that he has given us to exercise in the salvation of humanity and our own salvation. Amen. Thanks for listening to The Shepherd's Voice, featuring His Grace, Archbishop William Goh. This podcast is brought to you by Catholic SG Radio.